Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, middle-aged millennial males, Jay, and joined as always is my co-host, a green Triforce t-shirt, Z. How are you doing today, Z? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. That's one I just thought of as we were talking before we started recording, because I was like, man, those millennials, they love to wear those. I've seen so many of those in my day. Yeah. Like uh, like a dad, like a friend of the show, Joey Bastion, his father wears a shirt like that. Yeah. yeah sure. Shout out yeah. Mr. B. If you're listening, you're not. I know you're not. But if you were, I was thinking the same thing. You would call me and tell me to go fuck myself. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Likely. Yeah. We're uh, separated today, Jack. Yeah, because of the big snowstorm. Force is outside our control. It's happened last year, too, for one of our episodes. That was for Christmas, though. But it was. It was somewhere in the thing to this. But global is not real. Don't worry. It wasn't the same day. I'm just saying. We were separated by a snowstorm. Yeah. Stupid travel Sorry, bans. It wasn't that bad by me. No, it's not super bad by me either. But then it picked up over the night. In the night, I was like, all right, there's a lot of snow. I guess I can see why. Yeah. Initially, it seemed like the most of it got out like earlier in the day, like while I was still at work. And then I was like, well, now it's kind of done with. Why are we doing this whole... But yeah, it snowed pretty good overnight, so... Yeah. No Bills game today? <laughs> Seems like they probably could have played that. Although, yeah. Well, because people are like, oh, well, it's not even that bad. But then there were people being like, oh, well, it's not... It's not that it's not that bad. It's because of the travel ban. It's like, yeah, but the travel ban. It's not a. It's not an element of nature. Yeah. <laughs> well, the travel. We got a travel ban coming from the north, sweeping through. <laughs> yeah, like it's gonna stop travel from everywhere. You're not. Your it's car weird to be. Like, it's not really. It, it's weird to be like, oh, the weather wasn't even that bad, and then to be like, yeah, but there was a travel ban. Yeah, that's the. That's the problem. It wasn't that bad. They didn't yeah. have to have it. That's like I know. It's weird to um actually someone by being like, well, the, but the government, the government told us we couldn't. Yeah, we know. That's what yeah. we're arguing with. And you listen to the government? Pussy. But uh, that's all right. Just give, we'll just watch tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, 4 can't live, can't live discuss it like we normally do, but that's fine. Yeah, that's a shame. But it'll be all right. Hopefully we win. If we don't win, I'll cry. I'll be fine. Anywho, new Star Wars news, Jack. Big news. Yay! You didn't know this. You're unaware. I'm not. Any yeah. guesses what the news is? Did they cancel a movie again? It's not. Luckily, oh. it was not that. They announced a new movie, Jack. Okay. As early as perhaps 2025. Oh no, I did know this. We are getting what? What the fuck? I mean, I didn't sorry, mean... I didn't. I didn't know it was a movie thing. I thought it was something else. I'd forgotten. What does that even mean? I said, did you hear the Star Wars news? And you went, nope. nope I'd forgotten. <laughs> it's forgotten. it's well, it's called The Mandalorian and Grogu. And it's going to be a, f- a film, feature-length film in theaters by, uh, you know, John Favreau himself. Um, what, are, what, are, what are your thoughts of this? Uh, first thoughts. Um, I would be more excited if the last season didn't suck. Can't disagree that's, with that. That's that's my initial thoughts. Second thoughts, I don't think this thing is going to make a lot of money. Uh, I don't know. It's got Grogu. And they're kind of banking on that. But I feel well, like it'll, it'll be a little impenetrable. Maybe. I got some stuff for that. Well... I hear you, right? The idea of like, like a show following up on three seasons of an existing show, or a movie I meant to say, following up on three seasons of a show, is, is a tough sell to yeah. an extent, right? But uh, to counter that, right, it's, it was the most popular show basically in the world last year. Or, well, uh, streaming. It was, it was the most popular streaming original last year. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's clearly got some juice, right? Uh, Grogu... And Mando, like this whole thing is probably the most marketable thing they have at the moment, right? Yeah. So, like, I I don't think it's that 
that bad. I don't think it's as hard of a sell maybe as some people are making out. Mm-hmm. Especially if they the I think the biggest thing is they have to keep the budget the budget modest for for what it is. They don't go crazy and give this a you know a three hundred million dollar budget like they've been doing. And I think they they could be fine. I think they could. Yeah, I mean, I think it could squeeze out. Give it a hundred hundred fifty million ish for you know two two hour two and a half hour movie. It could work, right? I mean, let's see real quick. I don't know. I don't know this off the top of my head, but what the budget for season three was. And that was for, you know, eight episodes. It was probably 200-something million. It was like 15 per episode. So what? What is it? Now I have to do math myself. Jeez. That's right. 120 for the whole season. So, you know, if, if you apply that to... Oh, wait. What the fuck? Crazy? 15 times 8. Yeah, 120. So if you apply that to uh, a movie that only has to be two and a half hours long, right? I think $120 million budget, that's modest by modern standards. That's like right, definitely. So I can't imagine it would struggle to do that. It's still a Star Wars movie. That's that's how I feel. I think it's gonna have have gas. Um, yeah, somebody's gonna watch it. Unless it's solo, but nobody watched solo though. That's true, but we're in a different circumstance, right? Solo was six months after, you know, the the most maligned Star Wars movie in recent memory. This is gonna be the first one after a, a sizable hiatus of more than five years. And I think mm. that's going to, I think that's going to work in its favor. Right. Mm. Um, you know, it'll be remained. It'll, it will remain to be seen with these other ones, right. With the, these subsequent movies we have, if they can also do really well, but I think whatever the first one ends up being, whether it's this I mean, or the Ray one, that'll definitely be. Yeah. Is the Ray uh, one supposed to come out around the same time? No, it sounds like the Ray one's probably going to be a bit later, and that's kind of why this has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was rumors of this, you know, maybe middle of last year, that The Mandalorian Season 4 was going to maybe be a movie. And then I, I kind of thought the rumors were debunked or shot down. Um, and obviously now it seems like... Well, basically, it seems like the current uh, idea here is that this isn't replacing Season 4, is that they'll still do additional seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've seen conflicting things now, right? So first... We got this news from Star Wars, and then, let me see, I wrote it all down here. I think it was Deadline reported that Season 4 was also going to be fine moving ahead. It seems like this is kind of a, somewhat of a, of a response to the strike and stuff. Like, mm. need something out a little bit quicker, right? It's prob- It should be faster to do a, a film than it should be to do a whole season of TV, maybe. Well, and again, depending on how they do it, it could be cheaper and, and all that. Um, I don't really know how this is better for strikes, but whatever. Uh, maybe they just know everything's going to be kind of delayed, right? Yes, we know right. It. Andor's not going to come out when it was supposed to and all that. So, uh, so yeah, Deadline says, reported that season four is still going ahead. Hollywood Reporter then a couple days later came out and they're reporting that season four is not a given. Um, but they actually said what it is, is that if season three, or sorry, if this movie does well, then maybe they'll just keep making movies. Hmm. So it's hard to say. I mean, I've, I say pretty much every week about how streaming doesn't work as as a business model at this point yeah so they might find that it's better for them to make movies than it is to make a season of tv right yeah if they make a movie that turns a profit at the theaters that might be better off for the bottom line than to keep dumping money into disney plus with these shows so you know yeah basically though it, it seems like it's going to remain to be seen um the other big thing i want to talk about was in regards to that that ray movie right yeah so this um, there's not really anything that's changed this week, but there's just been a lot of discourse. Big uh, drama got riled up because um, a clip was served. So the uh, the director of the Ray movie, right? Mm. Her name's um, 
what is it? Charmaine obeyed Chinoy, I think. She was remember she did a couple episodes of Miss Marvel. Yes. And um, a clip of her this week from an interview came around where she said that like it was something like she I like making men uncomfortable or whatever. Um, I can't imagine that went poorly. Right. So this is in regards to her work, obviously. And listen, this is a this is a somewhat uh, I guess uh, you know what's what's the word Uh, provocative thing she's trying to say, right? She was trying to be a little bit provocative, obviously, but I don't really think it was that big of a deal. Um, But this went viral among certain, you know, Star Wars fans and, and various Twitter users and whatnot, being like, "Look, can you believe this? She hates men. This is who they got to make Star Wars." Blah 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 blah. And um, it turns out this is a clip from like seven years ago. Oh, uh, in regards to nothing to do with Star Wars, but to a uh, documentary she was making about acid attack victims in Pakistan. So oh. great, super controversial thing that we all needed to like dogpile a person about, right? Yeah. This is how you know that, like, these online, you know, fucking dudes just don't actually have beliefs or convictions about anything. Because, you know, when they when it suited them, they would make a big deal about how, like, oh, you know, these Muslim countries and this and that, and they're, they're not really, they don't like women, right? And then, but then you'll have an actual woman, like, Maybe. talking about this, making a film about this, and suddenly it's like, well, why do you have to bring politics into everything? It's insane. It's They've never met a person. Man, that's how it feels sometimes. They just can't fathom of like just anything. Just like, hey man, just t- I mean, touch grass. Go outside. It's like that's I nothing about. I, listen, I'm not seeing this film, um, but like nothing about that sounds like a particularly controversial thing. thing. Yeah, probably not people with acid. Not yeah, exactly. You think that's pretty bare minimum? Like yeah. I said, it, for for anyone who's trying to claim superiority over like a a different country for whatever reason um then yeah you can't really get mad when people try to raise awareness to acid attacks to it to a scenario where you know in different countries where one gender can just like indiscriminately maim and do violence or, the other one without consequences like yeah that's probably something to be resolved not something to be like why do we have to talk about this this makes me uncomfy i don't i don't see what this has to do with star wars and listen if you had criticisms of her work in the sense that like She's only done Miss Marvel, and some people didn't even like Miss Marvel that much and stuff. That that would be much more valid to me as a critique of her working on Star Wars than look at she's too political for Star Wars. Which I mean, this is a thing we've done to death, but Star Wars is, you know, it's always been pretty political. Yeah, it's not really a, a new state of affairs. And again, this is pretty mild politics, all things considered. If if the message that she brings to the Ray movie is like, yeah, don't maim people. I think I think we're gonna be all right, right? Like women are people. R- women are actual human beings as well. That's wow. Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. Blowing my mind. If we got that message in our Star Wars movie, yeah, but apparently, if you're a just a real bigot of a person on Twitter, then it is. It is a, a piece of knowledge you can't live with. <laughs> yeah, can't possibly no, but take. But but women make women make food and kitchen. They women women a person. Shut it's up. Just. I hate what's happened here, man. I hate what the internet is now. I think I think oh. it's worse maybe than it used to be. Hundred percent, one hundred percent, it's worse. I remember, like, and I'm sure some of this is like rose-colored glasses and nostalgia. Well, I mean, stuff, everything. I just, every well, here's the thing: the peak of art was obviously just so happened to coincide with us being fourteen. <laughs> exactly. I mean, everybody, everybody knows that the best thing ever came out when you just happened to be like developing and becoming a person. <laughs> The ages of 11 to 15. You were like, I think they're cooking here. 
I think Danny Felix really is the best thing I've ever seen. We were they really, we're, <laughs> they really spit with this one, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and what they're spitting with is the Flash game where you don't move your mouse and it shoots a puppy. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I feel like when I was literally like that age, <laughs> I feel like people who talked about Star Wars online were people who liked Star Wars, right? And I will pretend that there was no negativity and stuff. And, you know, everyone knows the prequels were hated and maligned to an absurd degree as well. And that that's all true. And even when, when the Clone Wars was coming out, right, there was people who had genuine criticisms of that show for reasons. And, you know, the same things people complain about now, right? Like, oh, they're they're disrupting McCannon. I can't believe George Lucas did this to the Mandalorians, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I just feel like, again, people who talked about it were people who liked it, you know? People yeah. didn't go out of their way to engage in fan discourse about Star Wars if you weren't a fan. Someone who liked it still was a fan. And and obviously there's the whole thing that no one hates Star Wars more than the Star Wars fans, right? But mm-hmm. I just think it was different, man. It's like I mean, people say this and I think there's really I think there's some truth to it, right? The fucking last Jedi changed everything. I think that changed the whole like online fan yeah. community industry as a whole. I just don't think these people existed beforehand, right? Who just constantly made hate videos every day. But I was like before Wars. Yeah, but everything, right? Because it's split over into Marvel now. It's this because it's the same people, right? Oh yeah, the same people who are like, "Oh, Kathleen Kennedy's ruined Star Wars." Then they're like, "Brie Larson's ruined Marvel," and and then that's how you end up with these these fucking complex ass like Conspiracy esoteric theories. lore, these narratives about how Dave Filoni and Kathleen Kennedy and and fucking Brie Larson are all in cahoots together, and they're ruining Star Wars and Marvel. And then that's why we get the Pandaverse, right? Where no one actually knows what. They were trying to say, I guess, and people unironically think that Kathleen Kennedy is the one who decides to put everything, in, to put women into Disney movies. Yeah, the person who runs one part of Disney makes all <sighs> the decisions. Like I said, it's split over now. I don't, I don't know where these people, how these people decide what side they're. Because I went with this news, right? There was like, oh, as long as they don't let Dave Filoni touch it, and I was like, so we're doing this now again? Like we hate Dave Filoni too? Who are you people? Where do you come? Who from? are you people? Who are these people? Like. It's just, and I, t- I just before the show started, we started recording here. I was telling you, like, I have real coworkers, like, like adult humans who don't actually have any media, okay, like, because we talk about this stuff, but we we care about it, right? We follow it. We're interested, at least, mm-hmm. right? Like, and we also don't we don't steep ourselves in hate, right? If we don't like something, we talk about it, and then we stop talking about it, right? Yeah. If we did like these people, then every week would be telling you about how bad Venom Two was, or how bad Halo is. Yeah, Halo. Yeah, or fucking what's it called? How bad Venom Three is going Moon. to be? Yeah, we don't come on here every week and talk about how horrible Rebel Moon is and call Zack Snyder names. We could though. It's not very often. We're not very often, yeah. okay? So I like we missed the Rebel Moon episode, these, listeners. It would have been an hour and a half of me screaming. The fact that there's real life people who, again, don't actually care about this, but they're just being force fed basically this like fucking propaganda about. But yeah, basically, basically just propaganda. Like, guys, about guys, Star look, Wars quick, there's a wolf. It's like, it's no wolf. There's never a wolf. They didn't make Buzz Lightyear oh gay, guys. That's not... Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't any I, should never, I should never have to hear from another adult man about how bad it is that they made Buzz Lightyear gay. Like, well, even if they did. What? What, what, why do, what is this? Why do you care? You have a job. Oh, God, it's terrible. It's terrible, man. It's just... And then, like, you have people who are just in denial about it. The thing is, I guess the bigger thing, too, is that if there was real critiques going on here, then at least that you could understand, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people are providing some kind of productive... You're at least interested. Like, I, you know, 
contributing to some amount of real discourse, right? He said, I don't like this movie because of this, this, and this. And that. But uh, even that would wear out its welcome, for sure. Like, we can't yeah. do that for six years. But still, that would be something. But it's never that. These people don't have anything real to say. Like Never. It's the worst like, shit ever. Just the most- this, movie, right? this announcement here, overall, completely neutral, I would say, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we can speculate to the extent of, like, it's kind of weird that they didn't announce this before and they're announcing this now, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. Like, is it was like a celebration that happened. Is this a weird change in plans? Um, how is this going to affect the other seasons, right? Is a book of Boba Fett situation. Right. There's stuff to be said there, but overall, completely neutral piece of news. There's yeah. nothing to say about this. But so the fact it is that, happening. Right. So the fact that there's already people being like, ah, oh, this is terrible. Disney's woke and losing and go woke, go broke. And I'm just like, what? But what? Nothing's happened. You're not actually but saying anything. They're making a new thing. Go broke when they're Disney. Like, if I have to see, if I have to see another thumbnail of like a, a stock chart and like a big red down <laughs> arrow and then Mickey Mouse like weeping into his arm, his hands. I'm gonna kill myself. I've seen too many. Their new buzzword thing is like toxic positivity. Have you heard this? I have not heard this. Where they're like, oh, you can't. Well, you you know you can't make me be positive all the time. That's not fair either. Like well, I have real critiques. You can't say basically the idea is like you can't say I'm toxic just because I don't like a thing, which is fair to an extent. Um, we can call you racist. Well, yeah, if any of these people, well, that's the thing. If any of these people, again, had any real good faith arguments to be had, then yes, it'd be like, oh, you're allowed to hold that opinion. But basically, most of these people just mean like, what do you what do you mean? I can't tell a tell an actor to kill themselves because I didn't like the movie they were in. <laughs> what is this? Well, well, look at the- America. <laughs> So much for the tolerant left. <laughs> So-called tolerant left. Daisy Ridley this week in an interview said that she um like had a really hard time after the Force Awakens come out and saw responses and was like crying a lot and like genuinely had like felt anguish about this and and was worried that she was the worst thing to ever happen to Star Wars, which is a fear yeah. no one should ever have to feel. The actress who plays Rose, she left yeah. social media. Well, right. I mean, there's countless examples of this. I'm just saying this is a... Big this is a even, yeah. Right, right. This is a new one, right? Hot, hot off the presses. A brand new one from Daisy Ridley talking about how bad of a time she had. And again, no no one should ever have to worry about being the worst thing that happens to Star Wars, Jack. Um, because the holiday special has existed since yeah. 1978. And J.J. So, Abrams writing. It's a close second. Chip sale. But even then, let's not... We don't have to, like, be hateful to him either. Because yeah. So, what I was going to is... That, she said that, and then I saw a response to to a tweet like outlining this, where the person was like, "When are these people going to get it through their heads? We don't hate them; we just hate the character <laughs> and the writers." And I'm like, "That doesn't really help." Like, why, why are you like? Yeah, it's, people it's, out there really thinking that. Yeah, and also, even if even if that's even if that is true, and that's a big if. If if I was an actor in a live action movie, and someone put a picture of my face on the internet and said, "This guy, I want to kill this person." It's kind of, you know, it's hard to separate the two sometimes. Very hard, I would think. To be like, I don't hate Daisy Ridley, I just hate Ray. It's like, that's kind of her, man. Yeah, it's, it's not like she's like, it's not like she's playing like an animated elephant, where it's like, well, I don't hate the vo- the person who plays the elephant, I hate the elephant. And there's a difference, because I know she's not an elephant. She's just, it's just she's so be- weird. It's, a, it's her yeah, physical body. There's not really a way to separate that. Like, oh, I don't hate her, I just hate her. Okay. Like, because like, how is she supposed to not take that personally? In what world can you be like, no, it's completely devoid of you. It's just, it was just the writing. It has nothing to do with your performance or anything you did, even though you're the one, you know, you're the f- forward-facing side of this whole thing. Like, I, to think that's actually like an argument, like, 
these these dumb actors don't even know. We don't hate them. We just say we hate them, but we don't really mean them. What are they? What are they so worked up about? I'm like, are you a, are you an idiot? Yes, are you an normally. Fool? Also, th- I feel like there's some like no true Scotsmany type nonsense going on there, right? Of like, oh, well, yeah. me and my friends don't hate you, hate you. We just hate the thing. As if as if you're not aware that there was definitely people who legitimately just said, "I hate Daisy Ridley," and I wish she would die. And or among something. yeah, among the you know, much worse things I'm sure was said. Some of the most awful shit you can imagine I'm sure was uttered her way. So just be like, oh no, come on. It's just the character. And again, here's the thing too. If you feel like you have genuine hate in your heart for a, and or like a fictional character, maybe, maybe that's a different thing to address too. Take like, a deep, like, good long look at yourself. And again, the writers are humans as well. So to be like, I hate the writers. That's also just a dude. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> trying to make a living. Like, I have critiques of, of the Rise of Skywalker and shit, but, like, I would never say I hate J.J. Abrams. That's just a, yeah. that's just a person I've never met. Now, would I say I, I hate Zack Snyder's writing? Of course. I don't hate Zack Snyder as a person. I just think he should go away. It's just, it's again, there's just nothing to this, really. The fact that there's people who just have made this their whole, their whole online existence is just spreading all this. It saddens my heart, Jack. The fact that I can't just go on Twitter and, like, if I want to read about Star Wars, half of, like, the trending, you know, things about Star Wars is people saying shit to this effect and not just people who just enjoy it. And, I, and, again, that's not to say that, like, I need it to be positive all the time, right? I need everyone to stick their head in the sand and, and praise Disney and, and Star Wars no matter what, right? I don't, And I would think anyone who's listened to us would know that, right? We're happy to, to, to you know, share the critiques around when there's critiques to be had. But, again, these aren't actually critiques. Like... There's nothing to this. You're just hating to hate. Yeah. If a thing's bad, it's bad, and we'll talk about that. And if it's if it's good, it's good. But like, th- yeah, this is this is nothing. These are things that don't exist yet. That are nothing at all. That are just getting piled on. It's just so tiresome, man. It truly is. I'm tired, boss. <laughs> I'm so tired. Think about the rabbits. But I mean, yeah, I think it's interesting at least. Yeah. Now, what? Now, on a on a mildly speculative note that isn't about racist mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. What? What will be in this movie? Check. Don't, don't leave. Oh, of course. And homophobic. And, and homophobic, and, and you know, xenophobic, and all that good stuff. Um, what will be in this movie that will help um, explain Episode Nine? What part, I would. What Cody nonsense is going to show up? I hope they don't feel the need to do that. That's what well, I would think. I've, I, I guess maybe I'm tainted, but I feel like a lot of this stuff, a lot of stuff they've been doing, not all the Star Wars stuff. Like Andor didn't do this. I don't think Ahsoka did it too much. But I feel like a lot of stuff's like, all right. How are we gonna fix? <laughs> I I think that's overstated. I think that's being overstated. Personally, I still don't really think that stuff is intended to tie in with the Palpatine, Palpatine nonsense. Yeah, I think it's more. I think it's tying into other stuff, but I think it's mostly like this self-contained throng. Like, if anything, I expect this to set up stuff for the the Dave Filoni movie. You know, right? And, and that's that's another thing I was thinking. Like, is will this tie more heavily? Like, I wonder if those the movies themselves will tie more heavily because now they're making them. It's not just the Dave Filoni one. It's this one. And then maybe whatever sequels they make of this, if they Mm -hmm. make them. So, yeah. Like I said, there is stuff to be somewhat worried about. Like I said, like if they've derailed season four for this, that's not a great sign. It's not a cool thing. Again, I don't love, cause it really, I don't know something about it felt like a new leaf, right? I know we've had for the past six years now, they keep an, well, and more than that, really. It's been nearly a decade now where they announced Star Wars movies and then canceled them, right? And it's been this vicious loop. And it felt like last year was like a change where it's like, these are the three we're doing. These will be out soon, right? Fuck the Kevin Feige one. Fuck the 
Taika Waititi one. Taika Waititi one. Where Ryan we're Johnson start- one. The D and D one. Yeah, I guess they're not doing those even. I really hope they do those, but I guess they're not doing those ones. Right? This is our new slate. This is our brand new slate. We just and for that to like what six months later, where they're like, okay, we're 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 fucking with the slate again. But don't worry about it. Don't worry. <laughs> Everything is okay. Again, I'm excited for this. I, I think this is interesting. Like, I'm happy to see it. I I guess if you like, if it almost feels like a monkey paw. <laughs> has curled up for me. Because if you put a gun to my head and said, okay, do you actually want more Star Wars movies or do you want more shows? I would probably say at this point, let's get some more movies back in the mix, right? Mm-hmm. But to just take The Mandalorian, basically, and adapt it for, for a movie, that's less interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I'm not as worried. Because the thing you said, a lot of people are sharing that concern, right? Like, will this movie do well being a, a tie-in, basically, to a, an existing TV sh- series? Like I said, apparently last year, it was the biggest one. Also, and, and for that matter, Loki was the second biggest show, streaming show. Hmm. And Ahsoka and Secret Invasion both cracked the top ten, so. Oop. Maybe See. Star Wars and then the MCU isn't dead, maybe? But, I don't know. I've been told by some... some I know my, some, one, friend is, my one friend hated What If so much, I, he said he's done. That's weird. Yeah, was, he just didn't like What If. Hated it? I don't know, I felt... Uh, yeah, he was... He, was he, he watched it before I watched it. He was uh-huh. like, I don't like this very much. And I was like, really? I was like, what if bad? And I was like, no, it's not that bad. But he didn't use that bad. Yeah. It's weird for that to be the thing that's sent because it's so, it's relatively unconnected. I mean, that's what I thought day. too. But I get, you know, a straw is a straw. I mean, but it seems maybe that not, uh, you know, your friends and random yahoos on the internet are not actually reflective of the uh, state of whole, you know, cultural zeitgeist, maybe because the yeah. dollar franchises. Maybe, maybe they got Turns a little out more steam. Okay. Maybe, just maybe. Again, the thing is, the whole, like, oh, the Marvel's dying, It's and it, we even did this a little bit, I guess, but it really does kind of, like, under, you know, doesn't represent the reality of the whole industry last year, which was... Everybody's dying. Nothing made money. But Not a single... Even what we liked didn't make money. The movies that made, there were yeah. three movies that really made money, and... <laughs> yeah. There were three, and there were only two of them we liked. The one that we didn't like at all. Yep. I guess, so like I said, or... Or no, so my, my thing is with, uh, this is what I was going to say. My thing is with the whole, like, oh, can you make a movie about a show? If this was, like, Game of Thrones, would anyone even be questioning that? Now, I'm not saying that The Mandalorian is quite the same as Game of Thrones at its peak, mm-hmm. but just, you know, to illustrate a point, because that was the thing people said for a long time or theorized about, right, was could they do a Game of Thrones movie um, to finish it off? If you put a Game of Thrones movie in theaters, at, at the people height. would go to see it. That would have done well. That would have done crazy. And they would have done gangbusters. Well, it depends on post post season eight. Probably still would have made money, maybe yeah. not as much as it could have. Peak probably, Game of Thrones yeah. post season five, six, five or six. Yeah, oof, oof. like that would right. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah, I'm I, I definitely think so. And I think you know, hey, I think if you did a movie even after even now, if you did a Game of Thrones movie, it'd probably do. It'd probably be in the middle of the two things we just said. I think it would do better than people on Twitter think. Again, that's the thing is that the internet people so bad at judging this right because they're like, people who, like six dudes in a room really exactly it's 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 too many people it, it's a whole group that's like self-selecting right mm-hmm. people who get on online and choose to talk about this are by definition already quite removed from the general population which is just people who just watch it you know like yeah don't really think about it if you're if caring you're about if to, be a to, movie made of your tv show you're you've hit the 99th percentile like you're already exactly. out of it <laughs> if you're having that thought well that one thing, yeah exactly. thought happens you know what this reminds me of though is like don't, don't animes do this a lot the movie thing yeah they've been have, it, like have a, they, yeah, they have a movie 
mm-hmm. been shifting. Uh, they, they'll have like a usually a non-canon movie, and sometimes like, it really depends on the thing because there's like a couple. Like One Piece has a bunch of like non-canon movies. All the movies actually yeah. are non-canon. No, there's not a single canon one. Um, recently, there are some elements that are canon, and it's a, it's very annoying <laughs> because like it's hard to tell like when it begins and ends because it's like, all right, well, this character has been referenced in the story, but not. The, not in the way that it's doing not not the movie it's a, it's a confusing a bunch mm-hmm. of, and then now they're switching to do like canon movies so like like chainsaw man we talked about uh naruto did it isn't, isn't chainsaw demon man slayer demon, Sl- demon slayer has done it most recently dragon ball has done it the last two dragon ball movies are canon oh yeah i like what happens next technically um so, so yeah, yeah it's it's it, it, yeah, like let's get into that yeah you do a thing between the seasons and again it's not really necessarily replacing the season it's just in addition yeah and look it all goes on disney plus and they have the which is i think like disney plus they have the timeline order thing so you can be like here's how you're supposed to watch it so you don't get confused so it's all under the same tab but yeah like i said i I don't know if this is a recipe for long-term success is to try to but i can i don't know like at some point that's like kind of what star wars is i guess it's the same with the mcu which i think we've said before is like yeah at some point, you're gonna have to like assume that people who watch this are fans. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know something. It's got to be one or the other. Either you have to do that, and that's gonna have to be your conscious, um, you know, decision going forward, or you just have to continuously make stuff that's like new and and doesn't have connections to anything. But I don't think that would make everyone happy either. So I don't know for for franchises like these to survive indefinitely, which seems to be the plan. Then yeah, at some point. I think it's fair to expect them to build on each other. I guess I don't know. It's it's a tough thing for sure. Oh, absolutely. Because again, people act like that's like a like oh well if you if you make people watch a thing before this it's dead on arrival. It's like I guess I just don't know anymore. I think the real thing that they need to learn is that not is not that these franchises can't continue. It's just that they can't necessarily continue to be the biggest things ever forever. Right. Yeah. If you go into all these movies with the plan that they have to basically be the biggest movies of all time to even be worth making, right? Because you you give them all these inflated budgets, then yeah, you're not going to have a good time. But if you can reliably make Star Wars movies for somewhere between one and two hundred million dollars, I think you're going to reliably make money off of those. You know, yeah. If you can make at least five, half a billion dollars every time you put a movie out, or it, it makes so much in the box office, why any 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 other franchise kill for that money, right? And I don't think that's I don't think that's that far-fetched for star wars to do but again mm-hmm. if you make the movies cost 300 if you make them like indiana jones where it's like some, for some reason this movie costs 300 million dollars then maybe you're gonna have a hard time but i don't know like i said i think the first one if this which it does seem like this should be it's gonna have that boost anyways but again in terms of long-term success like if you put out three mandalorian movies are they all gonna fit i don't know i don't know but like i said people who are like oh can you believe that you, you're gonna have to watch the mandalorian before this it's like to me, everyone's seen the Mandalorian, right? Everyone knows who Grogu and Mandalorian is a big one. It's huge, right? I mean, again, this is they really struck gold with that, right? Like the yeah. Mandalorian and Grogu are the two most iconic characters of the Disney era by like a, a significant margin, I would have to say, right? Oh yeah, everyone knows who Baby Yoda is. So, I would assume that this movie, right? We haven't really talked about what it could be about, but I assume it's going to be like one of their first adventures, right? A little spinoff or a little one-off, like doing a mission for uh, Carson Teva, right? Their whole thing that that everyone thinks going into season four is going to be like traveling the galaxy, hunting down um, Imperial war criminals, right? 
just, mm-hmm. just doing the bounty hunting thing again. That feels like a thing that could very easily be adapted to one, you know, standalone movie. So yeah, that and that would be pretty easy to to get, even if you haven't seen all three seasons or you're not, you know, super yeah. kept up with it. It's look, he's a bounty hunter. He's got a little little green sidekick. They're gonna hunt down some bad guys. Like I think it would be pretty easy to to follow, even for for casual viewers. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, there it yeah, is. Okay. No, I think that's about it. Fourth one in the right. in the slate to maybe be canceled someday. Woo! Woo. Can't wait. And we will attack out of that into. But boom! I do echo. That's the big thing. Echo, echo, echo. The hot new thing. The the first first Marvel spotlight. Yeah, like, they have too many little special feature yeah, spotlights. Yeah. Well, the special features yeah, died. Remember? So. Oh right, they did two of them, and then we just don't have to worry about that anymore. I don't. Think and they made. They only did. There's, there's three because they did Werewolf by Night, and they did it in color, completely ruining the whole fucking point of Werewolf by Night. There you go. But who cares about creative integrity? Uh, let's do Echo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so Echo, this is kind of a spinoff, basically, of um, Hawkeye, kind of Hawkeye and Daredevil to it to an extent. So it came yeah. out this week as well that seemingly they've officially decided that the uh, what people previously have always called the the Netflix, the MCU Netflix stuff, right? The Marvel mm-hmm. Netflix shows, which is the Defenders kind of verse, which largely felt like it was kind of like separate but equal cool. kind of thing i guess that's not really what it is but you know it's attached to the mcu but also it's one of those things where it almost seemed to go one way right nothing from those movies seemed to bleed out into anything else but they kind of picked up on stuff from those movies uh mm-hmm. but they're they're officially in the in the timeline now if you go on the to the on the disney plus and you look at the mcu timeline order they're now in in the mix there so that's cool yeah you've not seen any of those because and I was I I, I saw that my heart sank and I was like fuck I lost a little ground on that one. Yeah, Far could be like, well, you know, who cares? They're not. I mean, they're not canon. They're going to do a new Daredevil show, so I don't need to watch the old Daredevil show or Jessica Jones or Luke Cage. And I was never going to watch Iron Fist because no one likes Iron Fist. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, no. But uh, yeah, this is uh, that's good news for me because I would be disappointed if they tried to like reinvent the wheel and come to the Daredevil show, and they seem to really be walking that back. We got the news this week that um, oh geez, what's her name? Deborah Ann Hole, who is um, Karen Page, and the guy I can't remember who plays Foggy Nelson. They are indeed now returning, which was not a given before. They for some reason yeah. weren't in the initial uh, sort of run through of that. We we've talked about how like they had a whole re re shuffling of things, restart over there. They kind of seem to have mostly scrapped it and sort of from uh, the very beginning with that show, which I mean, listen, if they needed to do it, I guess they got to do that. Right. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this ties into basically a lot of the elements of the uh, MCU daredevil show with uh, obviously all the stuff that we saw with echo in, in Hawkeye um, for the, for the standalone here. So mm-hmm. what did you think, Jack? Um, I thought it was good. I liked it. I didn't think it, drag too much i definitely think five episodes made, one yeah it was interesting to think about watching it because i was like I, don't, I feel like this is moving pretty quickly and it's it's some things maybe could be fleshed out more but i'm like it got it got most of what you need to get done done i think for like echo and kingpin and the whole point of the two worlds idea it's and, very interesting yeah and in the sense of like because we heard this show also maybe had problems remember right and it was like yeah I've heard that it was eight episodes at one point. Yeah. And it's been cut down. Again, this is just things I see on the internet. So I'm like, how true is this? 
Because they were having that whole thing too, where I was like, is this terrible? Like, do we need to redo this? And maybe they have. Yeah, have they cut this down to five? Um, and then there was the whole like, are they putting it all out at once because they they're not proud of it and they just want to get it over with? But also, it seems very well like it could be they put it all out at once because there's only five episodes. So. Yeah, and I and I've seen people say like the this worked in its favor um, because there's it, it being on a row and you can just watch the whole story at once is better because this story I don't think would have worked week to week. And I definitely agree with that. Uh, I will say this episode, this show was one episode less than Moon Knight. And I felt kind of was better. Maybe should Moon Knight could have been shorter or not been written in the way that it was. Again, maybe we could make more movies. <sighs> I think a Moon, Knight, a Moon Knight movie would have been way better. Quick, cool two hours. Tying into the whole thing we just did. Maybe some of these should just be movies. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will say, um, I do think this kind of has the same curse that every single one of these have had. The ending at the last episode isn't the best. Um, yeah, and I do think kind of seems to rush to tie everything up. To an that, that one feels like they, it feels like they did the first four episodes are the f- original first four of the eight. We can, if we, if that is to be believed. Yeah, and sure. then that one was just eight. And they were like, eh, cut the three in the middle and just slap it at the end and put <laughs> that. And we're fine. It's like, ugh, maybe, maybe, a maybe five and a half, maybe would have done. It yeah. So as the, uh, like we said, the first entry in the, what is it? Spotlight. Spotlight? No. Isn't that the other thing? No, Isn't no, that, that you think, no, it's spotlight. That is what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the idea, basically all that means is like, it's just a, uh, kind of marketing thing for them to be like, this is a, this is, we're doing TVMA again, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, in the same kind of vein as the, uh, the Netflix movie. ones. And I would say this lives up to it mostly. Um, yeah. there's some gruesome like deaths in this. I wouldn't, I don't know if it's quite as bad. Does anyone curse in this? I think they say maybe. shit. Maybe. No one says fuck Southern. or anything. There's no fucks. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there's less effing and Jeffin in the Netflix ones. So maybe they'll do that or not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the violence is pretty, is what I would want, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know, like the car crash in the beginning. That was pretty gruesome. And then there's a couple, there's a couple points where she's killing people in yeah, like, oh, the right. skating rink. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the best episode, I would say. The middle one. I would one, say so. Three. Um, I do like a lot of stuff in the first one, though. We get kind of her origin, like up to, and then kind of including Hawkeye and then. So then we transition into the actual meat and potatoes modern day of, yeah of, of the story here. That's all cool. I think that's pretty much in line with like her comic kind of origin. Um, the difference is that her her father less intentional death because in the comics I think Kingpin literally just kills her dad. Like they're they're not he doesn't even work for him. I think they're almost like rivals. And then he kills him and is like I'll take your daughter under my wing kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's a point of difference, but largely it's kind of the same thing. And then we see that, and he used her as like an assassin and stuff. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize when we watched um, when we watched Hawkeye just how uh, how young she is. Oh, yeah. She's like I think she's like twenty five now. So when Hawkeye came out, she was only like twenty three years old or so, twenty two ish maybe. The actor, um, Alakwa Cox. So and she was pregnant. I yeah. heard the whole time during Echo. Oh, she really? That's what I heard. Yeah. Oh wow. And she did all her own stunts. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. It's a... I know that. But yeah, I didn't realize. I guess that's why they didn't really need to use Daredevil in her because usually Daredevil's instrumental to this whole storyline. I mean, she's a Daredevil supporting character, right? Yeah. So the whole thing of like realizing Kingpin's the bad guy and turning on Kingpin and shooting him in the face, that all happened in Daredevil, right? But um a big part of that as well is I'm saying in the comics oh, it happened okay. in Daredevil. 
it had nothing to do with Hawkeye. And um, but I think it makes sense they didn't need to go that route because also a big component of that is that they have like a relationship. Which yeah, in light of that, I don't think that would really work in the MCU no. with uh, our existing cast here. I heard apparently speaking um, of Daredevil and Echo that Charlie Cox, uh, is it the showrunner? He somebody, someone, maybe it was a showrunner. I was in an interview and he was like, "Yeah, when we started shooting." Charlie Cox was like, "How am I supposed to communicate with Echo if I'm blind and she's deaf?" And and apparently they were like, "We didn't even think of that." And we were into pre-production, so we were. It was kind of fucked us over for a little bit. I was like, "You guys forgot about that? I didn't think of that." That's what, uh, uh, in the comic books. What are you talking about? That's silly. What we talked. I think we talked about is when we saw, um, when we watched Hawkeye. In the comic books, she just talks and can just rip lip lip read well enough that basically she can practically hear. So, which a probably is just a reality of like writing a comic book. How do you write a comic book character who's deaf without like it being kind of laborious? Yeah, having eighteen thousand more panels. Right. So that's kind of the way they decided to do it. So yeah, in the comics, she can just lip read and then also speak. Which I mean, obviously. You know, she can in this a bit too. Like deaf people, or deaf hard of hearing people, it's kind of like a spectrum. Like there's degrees to all that, and mm-hmm. sometimes you can you can speak better and and whatnot. You're not you're not quite it's not, you're not quite as deaf. Like people who like use wheelchairs, like everyone who uses a wheelchair is completely totally paralyzed. Yeah, they yeah. just can't use their legs as well or as often. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think the basic explanation is just that she reads his lips when he talks. So Daredevil wouldn't know. I mean, he could he could with his radar sense thing he could see her hands but he wouldn't know sign language i wouldn't expect so no hard to learn a visual thing when you're blind or at least like hard to uh inconspicuously right yeah if somebody's selling he could do it but there's no reason he should be able to do it so it'd be very conspicuous if he like learned sign language uh but so let's talk about him so he's only in the first episode and as part of her whole like origin story here um I thought he was used really well. I didn't expect and, uh, him so soon. I yeah. don't know when I expected yeah. him. I was like, oh shit, we're already doing Daredevil? I, I expected him to kind of team up with her yeah. at a later point. But no, he just shows up to fight her in the beginning because she's one of Kingpin's goons. And uh, that's it. I thought he was used really well. Oh yeah. A lot of people complain he's not in it enough. It's not Daredevil's show, man. <laughs> like, yeah, what do you feel like Daredevil? People, people, uh, t- people we were just talking about in the Star Wars segment love Daredevil way too much to let... So that is the thing when she all came out, we talked about it. Nobody cared until Daredevil showed up. I was like, we just want to see Daredevil. Well, I think that happened to this one too, right? And this again, it shows the whole, like I said, the whole hypocrisy of like people don't actually believe anything. These people don't have any real convictions because there's the whole like, oh, why do you, why do you race swap characters, right? How come you made this character black when they used to be white? Why don't you just make your own characters? And then they do, right? Echo, completely original native character. Um, Cahorty from What If, right? Completely original native character. And then they go, well, who's the show for? <laughs> Who asked for this? <laughs> like, you just can't win. You just can't win with these people. And yeah, but then the show, then the trailer came out and they were like, oh, it looks gritty. People getting shot in the face. Oh, King, or, uh, Daredevil's in it. I guess I like it. I like the blood and the death. And then it came out and they're like, why is Daredevil only in one episode of the show that he's not about? Why is that? Why, is Why that? not Daredevil in every episode of show? Why not Daredevil mm-hmm. in every uh, part of MCU? Why is Daredevil not First Avenger? I can't take it anymore, Jack. I'm losing it. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. Chewy. These... <laughs> Budget. <laughs> These people make me unwell, Jack. It's just... You just can't even think about it. But anyway. The... But I think he's worked super well. I like that he beats the shit out of her, because he should be better than her. 
Well, right. not well. They, they, she holds her own pretty well, but he does sneak away good. He does his old ninja escape, and she's none of the wiser to that, which is pretty good. Oh yeah. Which again, he should be. This thing, that's just stick. I know people were like, "Oh my gosh, the regular suit's back. It's not ketchup and mustard, Daredevil." Yeah, uh, it is. But I think that could actually be a continuity thing of like they changes it. That was the past. Yeah, there, yeah. So yeah would, that's what I figured. And they it would be. This also confirms Daredevil was around during the snap, which is cool, right? Because oh yeah, obviously Maya's dad dies after the blip, and then so she would have to start this after the blip. So then, right? I think yeah, that works yeah. Because then, because it's because Ronan kills him, right? So it ha- yeah, yeah, that definitely occurred during the blip. So a lot of people are like <laughs> speculating if we're going to get a scene in the Daredevil show of the blip, which. I think it's probably we've done too many times already, right? Yeah, everybody goes, oh, everybody disappeared. Yeah, it's it's probably just been overdone at this point. We just don't need it again. But the Daredevil one would have an interesting perspective of like Daredevil just hanging out wherever it ha- whenever it happens to occur. Because um, he does that thing where he can, he- you know, he's got insane, you know, he's got super super hearing, right? Mm-hmm. Like he can hear the whole city kind of thing. Like it's it's kind of ridiculous to an extent, but for him to like hear everyone's heartbeats like all of a sudden disappear would be kind of like a weird thing for him. So I just don't know if it, how how you'd really fit that into an actual show, but like but the they idea. might find a way. No, they might. Um, but yeah, I think he worked. I think he worked well. I will say this. Tell you what, I'm ready for them to do a more simplistic comic costume for Daredevil. What do you think? I don't mind. I love the. Like I do the, like, the like, like just the leotard, the t- yeah, pretty much just all red, like n- less of the pan because you know the Daredevil costume. While I do like it, it's kind of the the peak MCUification of a comic of a, of a superhero suit, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's the thing that people criticize every MCU suit for doing, which is all these panels and these like armor and all these different like textures, which yes, make it seem more real than just a man wearing a, a like a skin tight leotard running around or whatever but mm-hmm. i think there could be a uh, a middle ground in this in this case i think i think daredevil could have a bit more simplistic of a thing going forward maybe i would like that if if for born again he gets a new costume that's a bit just a bit more red really yeah it's a little more red uh but so as to the actual meat and potatoes of this series it mostly takes place back in echo's hometown of uh what is it tamaha tamaha Something like that. Something in Oklahoma. Something in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And it's basically she's reconnecting with her family that she hasn't known because they had to leave after her mom died in a car accident. Which is pretty crazy. And a gang-related hit. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, because of her dad's connections. And uh, and she's reconnected with like her cousins and her, her uncle, her grandma eventually. And uh, just dealing with Kingpin rolling up being like, hmm. Maya, Maya, you shot me in the eye, Maya, but I by uh, thy language, Maya. Evil and I, I'm the I'm the man of ill intent. Whatever he says, you know that one. You wouldn't because you've not seen Daredevil, but and I never will. He does like a he does like a uh, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen style speech to these guys, right? Oh, because you know in Pulp Fiction, this whole thing is like, I'm not the shepherd. I'm not even the I'm the tyranny of evil men. He does one of those. He, he tells oh, them he's like, nice. Have you ever heard? I've read the. I'm not very religious, but I've read the story. Do you know the story of the, the the good man from Samaria? He tells the whole story about like the good Samaritan, right? How the mm-hmm. guy was like beset by bandits or whatever, and then like the priest and the and which I don't know it exactly, but the other guys like ignored him on the road, right, and wouldn't give him any help. Yeah, and then a the Samaritan, and then a man from Samaria came along and and gave him help and was cool about it, and that's why we have good Samaritans now, or whatever. And then, but then in the story, he's like, I used to think maybe I was the good Samaritan, 
but I am the and the ill intent. And then he like <laughs> smashes some man's head and or whatever he does, you know. Well, of course. I mean, he just like, he goes he because it's kingpinning time and it kingpins all over him. <laughs> he kingpins all over him. He's good in this though. I mean, the main villain. We get a lot of him for sure. No, uh, oh, yeah. no one episode for him. This although it's only two episodes, I guess. But shorter show, shorter show. How do, how do we think of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin? I thought he was good. I liked him. He's uh, great, man. He's such a he cool really guy t- in real life. He seems so chill. Yeah. And then he just goes on here and acts like a just a monster, <laughs> just the worst guy ever. And he's very. I like how like unstable he is. Yeah, yeah. like I'm very clearly like on the brink of just absolute rage. I like it's 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 it, it gives him good tension because every time he's with Maya when he sees her again, I'm like, is he gonna try to kill her with a knife, like a very mundane object? Mm-hmm. Right now with his strength, yeah. He beats that ice cream man to death. That was pretty full on, right? Yeah. And then Maya's like, ah, get, get him. <laughs> You're like, ah, I'm sure that was good for her development. Yeah. Uh, she, um, I do like the what is it? The little thing he gives her with the sign language it's like well no see now we can talk to each other she's like well you could have just learned it and i'm yeah like, isn't that it yeah, that's great i thought so too um someone pointed out that in the, uh, this is a detail i didn't quite remember but in the show in daredevil he it's shown that he knows uh i think like mandarin mandarin or cantonese mm-hmm. right? he, he can speak chinese um in order to aid him in his underworld dealings right <laughs> so he learned yeah. chinese to like talk to chinese gangsters and to, and to do more crime but he couldn't learn sign language to his like daughter yeah this person he supposedly loves like a daughter and I, that says a lot about him right like i think that's a really interesting mm-hmm. like kind of uh characterization of him to, to be i like this stuff with the the hammer yeah so that's all all in the show obviously but um obviously yeah. they do a good enough job explaining it here that you don't really need that context but yeah because i know i knew it was coming right so the first time he talks about when he's like you know i lost my mother too or my father too or whatever she's like oh really wow that's wow i didn't know that and I'm just thinking, I was like, yeah, man, because you beat him to death with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> you killed him. You lost your father. You're the one who did it. You're the one who made him not be able to be found. What an insane thing to say, Kingpin. You absolute maniac. I love him. He's great, man. Dude, the part where they kill the interpreter, Jesus. Didn't like that. Oh, that was fucked. Didn't like that. He's he's the worst, man. He's like the worst guy ever. He's great, yeah. though. Good villain. Uh, but yeah, Maya herself, she brings a lot of intensity to this role, huh? She does. Very angry for, you know, understandable reasons for a lot of it. But geez, she had some stuff to work through, huh? She definitely did. The supporting cast, her like hometown family, that's great. Especially every yeah. freaking native actor I've ever seen in anything, man. There's a real... Like, <laughs> I was going to tell him, like, I know him, and I know him, and I know... Her grandpa like and grandma, dad. they're both in Wind River as... Yeah, yeah. I think as they're... As a couple in that. I think they're also a couple in Dances with Wolves. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, they're both they're in Dances with Wolves for sure. They're both in Winter Dances Dance with Wolves. So. Are they a real couple? Are they a couple in real life, maybe? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like they might, I and mean, it might be easy to be like, well, there's these two people are actors. We need a couple, a native couple. Fucking get them right now. I'm not sure. No, they're they're not married. Uh, I think, I don't know. Like I said, they're definitely both in Dances with Wolves. I don't remember if they're. Oh, and then also his her grandma, right? She's the grandma from uh, Kills the Fire Moon. She is. Oh, I didn't yeah. even... And then the one guy, um, he's only in this very briefly. It's in the flash. It's in her one ancestor flashback, right, where they're playing like lacrosse there, mm-hmm. and it's the guy who's talking to her ancestor, being like, "Get your head in the game." That guy, he's the native FBI agent from uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, yeah, he is. 
Her the first ancestor was it Chafta or whatever? Mm-hmm. She's in Wind River uh, as I think Jeremy Renner's wife. Pretty sure. And um, she's also in Westworld as Akechta's wife, who is oh. her is dad. Put Akechta in this. It's her dad. Oh, it's her dad. Oh, right, it is her dad. That's who her dad is. He's also in Res- Reservation Dogs. Although so is in Reservation Dogs. So is so is her grandpa, I think. And Devery Jacobs, who is um, what's her name? Bonnie, her cousin. She's yeah, in Reservation yeah. Dogs. It's, it's really they really uh. I must have just walked down to kill five minutes. Like, All right, and you want to be in this Marvel show? Any takers? I don't know what it says about me, or maybe it's about Hollywood. I'm not sure that we know all these people from like westerns. <laughs> well, the only... probably Hollywood. I think Hollywood. I'd like to think. I'd like. I'd pray. <laughs> Pretty much the only roles for native people are, are westerns. Uh, or... Westerns, I guess. Except for Reservation Dogs. Well, the one guy plays a cop in Reservation Dogs, so he is. He's a light horseman, which ties into there's light horses in this, which is fun. Oh yeah, I did like that aspect. So the thing is, like, there's which we talked about definitely during Hawkeye as well. She doesn't really have any of the powers of uh, her comic counterpart, right? Mm-hmm. So, in the comics, she's like a sword-wielding assassin, Kai. I think it makes more sense in this that she's she's much more inclined to just use a gun. Because why wouldn't you, right? Yeah, Daredevil, Daredevil loves its ninjas and assassins and shit, but ultimately, guns are real good at that. <laughs> Very effective. In a way that like throwing stars maybe aren't. <laughs> so I don't have a problem with that, necessarily, but the thing that she does have is that in the comics, which again is weird because it's her name. Her name's Echo because she has that like photo, uh, whatever they call it, memory thing where she can just copy your moves exactly. Like, like Taskmaster. The best so, Marvel villain. The best Marvel villain. So like, I don't, I don't know. It's weird to me, right? She is called Echo still. Yeah. That's her powers. I mean, she's never actually called Echo in this, I guess. So it doesn't. She's really the matter. Echo of the past now. That's. I think that's, that's the idea, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's the Echo of all the generations. I did like that as the opening scene. Because I, I agree. I, yeah. I, that was cool. I think it's just more. I, I guess it's. We've seen a lot. As you said, there's a lot of just Native American stuff, but it's good that like we just get there's more of their culture because it's just like here's just a the first scene in the movie is just a creation myth. It's their creation myth. Yeah. yeah. Super the, super unique way to open a show like that. I was like. Yeah. And it shows how like Marvel brained I guess I am because I was like, what are these aliens? <laughs> but no, it's just their creation. Yeah, I was I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? I was like, oh, this is definitely like a creation myth they're showing us. Yeah, for sure. So I, your answer? But I did think the ending was dumb though. When it's just like, and we all have it, and my grandma and my cousin are doing it too, and we all just beat up all the goons. All right, man. Yeah. Also, anything they, like, they, use, they use the same shot twice. They show a shot when she awakens her power of like her and her mom, and then like the first. I can't yeah. remember the, their group, and then the the lacrosse woman, Chakta? and then the what's that? Chakta, yeah, Chakta, and then the lacrosse woman, and the the gum, the light horse woman, mm-hmm. and there's all five of them standing up, and then she like is in front of Kingpin, does a thing, yeah, and yeah. then it cuts again, and it's the same shot yeah. again, and I was like, did you just use the same shot twice? That's oh, yeah. bad. That's not great. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. Again, it, it feels like. Despite yeah, all Marvel. the show's strengths, they fall into that Marvel finale thing, right? Like, yeah, in a very big way. They cannot stick the landing on these things, dude. They get to. How hard could it well, be? No, they do with Loki. That's true, but that's that, that's the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> oh yeah, like <laughs> unbelievable. Really, it's just like, oh, this is nothing, really. Okay, yeah. and then she and then she can do it now, which I guess is every superhero thing to a greater or lesser extent. But come on. <laughs> Right? She's just like, I can do it, and I have I have them all, I have their power in me. All right. 
And then she has her mom's power too, which is to heal, which is cool. Yeah, she like kills a woodpecker for fun. I was like, yeah, that was pretty what? crazy. It's kind of fucked up. Why? She's like, I found this woodpecker. And I was like, did you find it or did you kill it? She goes, well, I didn't, I didn't want to hurt. I just thought, I just want to see if I can hit it with this rock. What? You lunatic? You little maniac? Well, then she just like, ta- she just actually speaks to her mother. That was interesting. Yeah. You know, it's the kind of thing I always say, which is like once once a uh, superhero comic book universe like this gets deep enough, it's just like there's so many layers on layers to this, right? So now, like the yeah, the Choctaw, you know, their their like religious beliefs and their whole afterlife thing seems to just be you know also kind of proven in the same yeah. way that like I don't know Norse mythology and Egyptian mythology yeah. also are these Very all cool. just exist simultaneously as like accurate all these primordial beings. There is this. There was this well under the earth that gave you some sort of power. But also, the the celestials created everything. Yeah, they created all the humans. But they were like, "What if I put a fun little pool here?" Gets complicated. But yeah, I mean, I guess she actually did talk to her mom, and she got all the power, so she can shoot real good and stuff. And I don't know. Play what lacrosse. Give her really, yeah, play lacrosse really well. I don't and know. The other one is I don't know. What, I don't know what the first one gets because she just. It's just the first one. She just ha- she's the progenitor of all the power. What do you think of her? She earns her costume at the end. I liked her costume. It looked nice. It was fun. Yeah, I think it's fine. It's, it's maybe a little overcomplicated too, but it's obviously they wanted to emphasize the native thing mm-hmm. more so than in the comic book. She normally just wears like a purple a sleeveless black t-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> sleeveless black like a black tank top and black pants. And I was surprised they never did the. Although I guess they would need to find some kind of justification for it. In the comics, her thing is, I'd say the most iconic element of her design is the um, handprint. Yeah, and her face. Yeah, never, they never do that. I thought for sure that was going to be part of her like earning a costume, but whatevs. Yeah, I did think it'd be cool if she got a sword at some point, but guns are not very good either. Yeah, yeah. She has an interesting thing at the end where she like goes into Kingpin's minds and make him really yeah. like a traumatic moment for him and be like, all right, you have like to forgive you have to move past this. You have to like let go of this, and he won't. Which I think is interesting, is and is good character stuff. All right. Well, she couldn't exactly just fix Kingpin, could she? No, because we need, well, we need Daredevil Born Again to, to happen. We need Daredevil. We, eight, Born we wrote eighteen episodes of Daredevil Born Again, and <laughs> goddamn it, Kingpin's gonna be in all of them. And maybe Spider Man, maybe the Punisher. John Bernthal's supposed to be for sure. I thought. Uh, who knows? I know I, who knows at this point? The MCU will die before we get it. Yeah. 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 It might be. Might just be. Yeah. I guess does she fix his eye as well with her healing? Is that what she did? I don't I couldn't I thought I was thinking she did, but I don't think she does. He really? can see uh there wasn't a lot of scarring for a man shot in the face. But he's Well, that was always a you know, thing they were gonna have to deal with, right? Yeah. I was like, well they're not gonna let Kingpin be blind in one eye for the whole for the rest of the time he exists. We talked about this when we watched Hawkeye too. Like Yes, in the comics. She shoots him in the face, and somehow he bl- both of his eyes are blinded, and that's his only major injury. I mean, how do you shoot someone in the face and not kill them? Really? Yeah. I guess eye? the only the better thing of this is that it's only one, so you can realistically like envision like a, a way it kind of like glanced off his mm-hmm. the one side of his face. It never really made sense how you blind someone in both eyes without just shooting them through the head. Like, how does that even? Did she have a rubber bullet on accident that just was it one of those old timey duck foot pistols that has four <laughs> barrels? That shoots that's spaced in equal directions to kill all of Weezer. To kill Weezer, yeah. What exactly? You've seen the meme. The yeah. one you, the gun, the guns they made to kill Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> they, the needed, they needed those Depending guns. On, you know, anytime you need to fight four evenly spaced dudes, you know. Yeah. 
be it the the blue album or Abbey Road or something, you know, yeah, the white album, black yeah. album. Oh yeah, well yes, any of the albums, every Weezer album, except for the one that's the one that actually has a name. Uh, yeah, the recent one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Van Weezer, I think. Whatever, Joe would know more about this. Joe, if you're listening, say it out loud. Van Weezer, I think I nailed it. Yeah, hey, and, and he'll commend you for that. And you'll never know. I'll never be, and I won't be proven right or wrong. So, in a way, I've, I've, I can't fail. You can. Um, do you want to talk about the post credit then for this? Yes. So they're they're doing. We get Kingpin on a plane. They're like, "Who's gonna be mayor of New York? New York, you New York. We need someone who's an outsider, someone who's not afraid to fight dirty. The the voters want somebody who's a go getter. It's like, yeah, we get it. I I'll be honest. They go a little too long with the. Oh. I absolutely do. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. It was like, it got I comical, get it. It's right? gonna be Kingpin. <laughs> and they're like, there's no one we, the candidate doesn't exist yet. Who could it be? Could some outside could a new outside candidate come in? It just they just you're right. They just kept going on to I'm like, well, what did they write this to for Kingpin? <laughs> did the news anchors be like, we gotta let Wilson Fisk know? Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. But they really need to drive it home in case we we're all absolute morons that um, Kingpin's going to be mayor of New York, right? Yeah. Which is a class, the classic Daredevil storyline. Or it's a storyline that affects all the heroes, not just Daredevil. Because he makes superheroes illegal in that storyline, right? I don't know if I remember. Uh, yeah. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. That's pretty recent. It's not super classic. It's like, um, well, more recent. Uh, shit, it's like six years ago now. But oh, so that, hey, in terms of comic books, that's classic. Yeah. They're gonna reboot they've already, that one. So. They've already reverted that and switched it back and forth. And the Phoenix showed up to revert it as well. And then the Phoenix showed up. Well, yeah, she's Echo now. So, <laughs> right? If they do that. Right. They fucking forgot. I I would love it if in the MCU, just for the memes, because I hate the Phoenix. I think everyone who likes the X Men, it would agree that like the Phoenix stuff in terms of Jean Grey, overdone at this point. I would love it if the Phoenix in the MCU never goes with Jean Grey and just always been. Echo's always the host. That'd be very funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> and also is is Thor's mom somehow. Right. Thor's actual mom. Not not Freya. Uh but yeah, so I would assume that's gonna be the so I told you um before the show here, like I this this show is uh Echo here has got me on a comic kicks again where I'm reading a bunch of Daredevil and I'm reading that run right now where um he's mayor of New York. Uh so yeah, that, I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. It's that classic thing of like Matt Murdock, the lawyer, is trying to face him at the same time that, you know, Daredevil, the hero, which is a classic thing. Although he's not actually a lawyer in the one I'm reading right now. But there's a part in that run, or the run preceding, he, he's, he, he's mayor for a while. And um, at one point, the hand invades New York. And then briefly, then Matt Murdock briefly has to become mayor of New York because he's deputy mayor. Because Kingpin does a thing where he's like, hey, wouldn't you like to work with me for once, Matt Murdock? And he's like, well, I'll take him down from the inside. You know, classic thing. Yeah. That's actually how the Echo thing goes too. Is that Echo, he's like he sends Echo the assassin to to kill uh, dead, uh, Daredevil at the same time that he sends Maya Lopez to try to like I don't know. I guess basically seduce Matt Murdock to be like, hey, convince him to stop hassling me. <laughs> Tell him I'm a good guy, would you? Convince him, please, daughter. And then they do that classic thing where like she's dating Matt Murdock, but then she's about to kill Daredevil, and she's like, <gasps> you're the same. <sighs> but I guess she doesn't know who Daredevil is again because. Uh, no one does because they did some, you know, some hijinks. Hijinks ensued. The purple's man, the purple man's children used a machine, and you know. Oh, great! <laughs> what a great <laughs> thing to say. It's real. That's true. I didn't uh, make that up. I, yeah, I don't. I didn't think it wasn't true. I just don't like it. 
of course not. It's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, so I mean, and and in some aspects, this uh, I would say made me more excited for uh, Daredevil. Yeah, Born Again in, in a lot of ways. Um, not that it's not that series isn't without its own trepidations at this point. Still, the fact that they're still making decisions like this, I mean, I guess it's a ways out, you know. But all the very stuff we've heard about it isn't incredibly comforting. But, no, not at all. Like I said, if there's one thing they have done right, it definitely seems to be that they're they're willing to maintain the the kind of the violence to an extent. I guess yeah. again, there's less uh, cursing and stuff or whatever. But I mean, it, it's rated TVMA at any rate, so that's the same thing Daredevil was. So I, you know, I think that's a cool thing to keep. Mm. You'll have to uh, you'll have to watch it at some point now, huh? Yeah, I guess so. In like a year, I'll watch it. I'll yeah, I'm sure you'll, you'll you'll wait until about three weeks prior to Daredevil: Born Again instead of just you know. Is it three seasons? Of taking four seasons? Well, Daredevil's three seasons. It depends how much you want to mix in there, you know. Oh. If you if you care to watch Jessica Jones or Luke Cage or not even a little bit Punisher. Punisher's really good. I'm sure they're all good. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they're all good. Well, then why? <laughs> what is it? Not even a little bit. Well, what I, else you got going on the next anything two else. years? Anything? Yeah, sure. All I'm the sure. Cosmere, Stormlight Five. Yeah, yeah. Malazan. There's only enough time to read or watch TV. No one, no one on the planet has enough time to do both. Yeah, not like me. I would say you can watch Defender. Well, Defenders is the team up. You kind of got to watch Defenders, and then yeah, yeah, we got kind of got to watch. Kind of got to watch all of them. You kind of got to watch Punisher. I would say the first season of uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. If you really want to skip Iron Fist, I guess you can. I actually, to full disclosure here, Jack, I actually never watched the final season of Jessica Jones, which is the very last one they ever did. Oh. They cranked out a lot of these, huh? It was only like a four-year span, and they did like three seasons of Jessica Jones, three seasons of Daredevil, two seasons of Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, and Punisher, and a season of uh, The Defenders. Punisher, honestly, might be the best of them. Really? No joke. Yeah, the Punisher show is really good. Well, but yeah, so is Daredevil. Daredevil's definitely the we'll best. Do it five, we'll, they're, they're, then we'll do a five-week in advance so I can finish Punisher. Yeah, maybe you do Punisher, maybe mixing mix in The Defenders. That one's like real short, so. We'll see. We'll see, how this, we'll see if it even comes out. <laughs> come on, come on! What do you mean? Hey, there you. Defenders is only like five episodes long, so you breeze right through that. And, oh no, it is eight episodes long. No, oh, <laughs> not so much a breeze. Well, you know what the prop? This is this shows how how much things have changed, right? Mm-hmm. Is that I was assuming because I was like, I remember I was like, it was way shorter than Daredevil. That shit was probably five episodes long. No, it was eight episodes, but it's because all these other Marvel shows were 13. Oh, geez. And none of these are anymore, right? Yeah. None of these even come close to that, which is so funny, too, because at the time, one of the most common critiques was like, these all could stand to be shorter, right? 13, first of all, what a weird number. Yeah. The 12. It's odd. Well, it's literally odd. It's, it's an odd number. And unlucky. 12 or 10 or something. Or, even, but, or 14. Uh, yeah, anything. But no, they they insist they they consistently stuck to thirteen for all these. So and a, a big complaint was almost that these were dragged out too much, and they could stand to be yeah somewhere in that range twelve ten to twelve, uh, which is funny now because now we all wish these were a little bit longer, <laughs> or movies, or just better. I don't or know better. Yeah, or movies. We wish they were something else. Any what they are mostly. I time, wish they were anything. We're being a little harsh. <laughs> I don't think that's not really actually how we feel most of the time when we watch these, but. You got anything else to say about Echo? No, I don't think so. Give it a number score, Jack. Number do score? a thing we never do. Oh, I love doing a thing we never do. I'd give it probably six and a half out of ten. Okay. What are you giving it? I guess around there. Maybe a seven. Yeah, One of the greatest fair. films ever made. One of the greatest films ever made. This this television series? Hey. 
<laughs> this streaming series is one of the greatest films ever made. Could it be? I don't know. I'm asking you. Uh, I would say by definition, no. Oh, uh, well. No, it's I think it's kind of ex- excluded from being one of the best films that were made by virtue of being... Not a film? A television show. Yeah, yeah, tough. yeah. It is tough. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a hard thing. What's your actual number, then? I think like a seven. I guess seven? Oh, seven. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think a seven's fine. I think a seven's pretty, pretty good. Don't you think? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think seven's all right? Uh, well, no. By the age I gave it a half less? No. But I think it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I think I could see why. Yeah, it's, uh, but I don't agree. <laughs> you can see why I gave it I, the extra half. I can understand. I can. I can understand. I have more attachment to this, Jack. That's what you. Yeah, because you I love Daredevil or whatever. You like the blind guy doing yeah. shenaniganry. Yeah, yeah. I just I, he really did. They used him expertly in this. I think. I love. I love it when. Again, I think I've said this before, but like this is how comics are more right. Mm-hmm. In comics, there's no worry about like, can we get this actor? Do we have to pay them? Does he have time to schedule? You just draw the character. You just draw the other superhero. So I love a little crossover and spinoffs like this. Like. Why wouldn't Daredevil show up in an issue and beat up the main character? Because that's what that's what the the thing called for, and he's just there and he's out. It's not his show, you yeah, know. You go off and Dare, to see see Daredevil issues twenty through three through twenty seven, little box, and, you, and right. you never read the issues because who's got time? Who's got time? I, I was reading one, no joke. This is funny, but when I was reading Daredevil, they they had that right, the little asterisk where it tells you what issues, and it literally was referencing Daredevil Volume One Issue Two, <laughs> like. Like the second ever issue of Daredevil from like I don't know, sixty two or something. Jesus like Christ. I'm not reading that. What are you talking about? Find that. Where am I going to find that issue? <laughs> would be on. Oh, it's still on. It'd be on. Oh, the app. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like what he's he's all like. You you blew up my spot here, man. I've been watching them all night, you idiots. <laughs> Great stuff. Happy to see him again. I wish Charlie Cox got more roles in anything. You know, yeah, but maybe. Daredevil ruined them. Now he can't look. That's what he says. I hope it's not true. Like. Get out there, my boy! Come on, <laughs> get some, get some stuff, would you? He's the one, right? He said he he he, he uh, tried for Han Solo and Solo, but yeah. the, he thinks part of the reason he didn't get it is because he didn't think the audition went well because he wasn't looking at anything, right? <laughs> He's just staring off in the middle distance because <laughs> he associates acting with pretending to be blind. Now <laughs> it's, it's he's like, well, I'm doing acting, which means I pretend to be blind. Right? Oh no! Oh, oh wait, I'm gonna have a stick and red glasses, aren't I? I'm not. <laughs> I don't understand. I thought I thought I thought film was when pretend to be Daredevil. You Isn't everyone pretending to be blind? You mean to tell me there's other roles? Kevin Feige, did you hear about this? There's characters I can play who aren't Daredevil? I don't... <laughs> I was born to play Daredevil. And I will be born again, won't he? He will. God bless. But we can probably take out of that then. Into our final topic, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, episode five. A God buys us cheeseburgers. So what a this, time. What a time. So this picks up where we left off last week, where Annabeth and Grover are like, oh boy, I think Percy just fucking died. Uh-oh. Maybe he's dead in the river. <laughs> um, uh, And then uh, they're like, oh, we gotta move. Annabeth sees the fates, and she thinks, well, she thinks Percy's dead because she sees them cut a string. And as we know, pretty classically, they control people's lives, and when they cut a string, you're dead. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and then they find Percy, and he's like, "Look, I'm alive. I talked to my I talked to my dad's assistant, and he she told me that he was pretty happy with with what I did today." Isn't my dad actually does love me. Well, yay, yay! It's true. Um, so like, all right, well, we gotta get we gotta get moving here. We can't take a bus. We have to make our way to Los Angeles. Um, we just, we know where to go from here. So they get there. They're walking down the street, down the highway, because they can't get a bus ticket or a train ticket because they blew up the last ones they've been on mm-hmm. uh, and then 
a guy on a motorcycle pulls up, and it's our good friend Ares, God of War. And he's like, "Hey guys, I'm here. To, I'm looking for the bolt too. I'll help you out, little cousins. Just meet me at this diner, and we'll talk shop." So they go. This is just like God of War from the video game God of War, and God of War two, three, and then God of War again, and then Ragnarok. Woo! Woo! Uh, yeah. He does a thing from the books, doesn't he? He does. He does. He go get my go get my shield from this amusement park. Yeah, that 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 nobody, that no other god built. Just go pick it up. My weird boar shield. Just a completely benign, normal amusement park. I promise. An abandoned one at that. And they leave Grover behind because he's like, "Well, I can't be running off with my magical god shield, so I'm gonna keep your friend hostage here." So he stays, and they go off, and they have a little bit of Percy Annabeth moments, and they go, just. "Oh my goodness, the Tunnel of Love." This is the story of Hephaestus. I think he built this. Oh no! Uh, but they change it. Oh, they don't do this. They they change how this works from the book, if I recall, because in the book they're attacked by those mechanical spiders. I I agree. Yeah. And then Annabeth. Free, that's where we learn about Annabeth's fear of spiders because of arachnid. Arachne. Arachne. Right. Arachne is the other thing. This is the thing that they're actually called arachne. I was going to say arachne is just the word. It's the for word. But no, in this, we, is that another story where the gods were assholes? Maybe, probably, probably. They're kind of is that a recurring theme of this show? Yes. yes. <laughs> Percy, kind of the most based character in all the books, all the time. Kind of, yeah. Assuredly. Assuredly, he's always talking shit. He's talking shit from the day he was born, which is basically one of the recurring or one of the not recurring, but the the big theme of this episode in particular, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like Percy. He's like, is this how the gods always are? Is this what they're about? Uh, and it is. He's like, my mom used to tell me stories. And he's like, I wonder if she was warning me to like never go near these people or hang out with them because yeah. they all suck. Uh, but then it's like, well, maybe he was telling you this so that you will be better because she knew, you know, his potential kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it builds off from before, before they get to the amusement park because Ares is like, we're going to do a war and I love it. Every so often he's like, well, don't you want to stop it? He goes, no, it's, it's going to, the war is going to happen no matter what. This is just an excuse that Zeus can use to, Fight Poseidon. This is just some. This is just something that like is easier to focus on. They were gonna fight regardless. We do it every so often. This is kind of how we roll. Gotta have a good war. Every now war. I like how it's kind of updated yeah, for the years. Like I love starting a Twitter war because I was that's not in. I really good, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. That's. A, I don't think Twitter existed when they first started. Oh yeah, or yeah, or not nearly in force. Not in the same way. At very yeah. least. So yeah, it's super fun to be like. <laughs> Aries is the dude who just flames people on Twitter. <laughs> just, <laughs> Because oh. that, that's kind of the, that's very in, in theme though with the whole series and the way it's usually depicted, right? The gods are like, yeah, feeding off different primordial forces, and and those carry over as well into the the modern day as they did in the past. Yeah, right? they just so, take a more modern spin. So now it's not like, well, I I'm the storm. It's like they they what are they, they say just like the god of like capitalism or something, some McDonald's or something. I can't remember what they said. They yeah. like they say what Zeus. They like go. Zeus is now this technically. He's always wearing a pinstripe suit. He is. Yes, he is. He's um. What's his name in this? Isn't he? We haven't seen him yet, but he's um. Lance Reddick. He's Lance Reddick. Yeah, I think so. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know Hermes. Well, we know Hermes. We'll get to Hermes. We'll get to him. I have a sneaking suspicion. I've seen people have some theories on what next episode is going to be. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Sneaking suspicion. We saw him a couple no, of no, 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 no. Not, not him. Not him. But like what okay. what, what next episode will be because who who is playing him and where he is. Um, oh, boy. Um, 
but yeah, so then it culminates with he has to like sit down in this chair. They do it. They, they do a different Hephaestus myth because the original one they do in the book is the when Hephaestus catches Ares and Aphrodite in a golden net when they're cheating on him. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. one they do the Hera one. So I'm like, well, they're still doing Hephaestus myth where people fuck with Hephaestus and regret it. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. kind of get what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Percy makes a sacrifice play. Hephaestus is there. You didn't expect that. Like, this, this kid doesn't suck. I guess. Guess I'll let him go. Because he's like the only good one. And also, he's also Percy's cousin, kind of. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I guess you're like actually decent. Which again is a recurring thing. All the gods suck. Even in this series, like you're not supposed to actually really like most of them. Even the, even the nice um, ones. Even Hephaestus kind of sucks. Which is like a thing that people, you know, modern readers often observe about a lot of the ancient Greek myths and stuff. It's like, damn, they're all the worst. <laughs> um, and yeah, so when he made this series, he, he played upon that. And I, and I think interesting, good, good ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's like, this kid isn't the worst. So I guess I'll let him go, and I can I'll, take the shield back to my. I'll put in a word with your mom for you, so you're not too bad. My brother, who's also dating my wife, who's also my sister, maybe. No, she's different. She's not their sister. They're, they're they're different. She'd be. Oh, you're right. Aphrodite is Aphrodite's right. technically there. She's born of seafoam. You're right. Well, she's born of Uranus. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's like their aunt. If anything, great or their great aunt. Yeah, I think their great aunt or uh, or more. Yeah. Or his second cousin twice removed or something? Because she, yeah, she, you're right. You're right, Jack. She's the least ancestral of the Greek. Goodness. You're right. Hera and Zeus are definitely siblings. Pretty sure. Absolutely, they are. There's no getting around that no, one. No getting around yeah. that one. Okay, cool. And Hephaestus and Ares are yeah, brothers, right? Direct brothers. I think they're the only. I mean, most of the ones in that main pantheon there are all children of Zeus. Yeah. Right? Hephaestus, Athena, Athena, Apollo, and Artemis. Apollo and. Yeah, 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 yeah. Classic stuff. Classic classics. stuff. The classics, almost. They are literally the classics. You could, you could say that. Yeah, you could. Will I? Um, but yeah, that's how he gets out. Basically, just by being a good, good guy. Yeah. Uh, the whole time, though, on the well, this is happening. Is that Pauline Grover is kind of trying to f- get information from Ares, which is I like the I like these scenes. These were fun scenes. Cause he's like, you know, talking about wars, and Ari's like, "What are you? Some kind of like World War Two or something?" And everybody knows my 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 classics. It's like, no, I like the Lobster War and all this other stuff. He's like, "How many of you talked about those wars?" Like, oh, there's the deep cuts. He's like, "Yeah, man, I got the deep cuts." Which, yeah, that's fun. It's very funny. He's like, oh, "I remember those are good ones." Like they're just like you're talking to a musician about just some albums he did. Yeah, very fun for sure. Um, so basically, Gro- I mean, that's how we learn through this. Grover figures out that. that who the Lightning Thief is, which is. Which is like the cliff, kind of the cliffhanger of this episode for them. Did you figure that out? Wait, does he really? I think he says like, "I know who stole the lightning bolt, the master bolt." At the end, when they get into the truck. No, he can't though, right? Or, or I think I think he thinks he knows who did it. Right, right. He thinks he knows. Yeah, because that's the twist of the whole book, really. Right, who stole it? I think I can't remember. Well, it's like a double twist, isn't it? Yeah, if I remember, the twist in the book is supposed to be that Ares stole it. It's a twist on that because Ares did yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, that's steal the thing because because I know it's, the original thing is that oh Hades must have stolen it, but then it's like no no yeah that's what they're doing. This yeah, Ares st- actually stole it, but then it's it's actually someone Luke. Yeah, it's actually Luke who stole it because he's wow. a bad guy. I think I said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right, whatever. We don't do spoilers. I said my dad. Remember, I said my dad would be evil if or I'd be evil if my dad was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding because I like Kumel Miranda, but the joke had to be done. It had to okay. be. I'm sorry, Lynn. It begged it begged to be said. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I like that Rick Riordan's like directly involved in this. Oh, yeah. Take notes, whoever tries to do the Cosmere. 
Maybe just let the guy write. Well, him, I, I think know? that'll be in Brandon's contract. He's not going to let him. He won't let him. He did some stuff recently, which the current, the, the most recent in in the string of adaptations of failed adaptations has failed. Um, but he did say that like he was struggling kind of to get them to like see eye to eye with him. Basically, someone asked him at the convention. They were like, "Have you ever put in any thought into any particular composers you would want to to the music?" Right, and he was like. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I have a hard enough time getting them to agree with me on narrative. So <laughs> not really thought about that. And I'm like, oh, oh no. God, what a disaster that would be. But yeah, uh, still still good, right? Oh, yeah. This is still good. This still remains pretty yeah, I like good. at the end when Percy's just trying to fight Ares. Yeah. <laughs> Ares will kill you, man. It'll take his godly form and burn you away. He just puts him on that frozen truck. It's, it is so funny. Like. At the time, like when I first read these books, I feel like you just take it as a matter of course, right? Like, oh, this is how you have to do it. You have to like trek across the country and because it's a quest. It's the whole point of this, yeah. right? It's this questy thing. It is kind of funny though, like now, because I'm just like, what, what goofy circumstances? It really isn't that hard to take buses or like whatever. I guess it's because they're also children, but it's like, goodness. Yeah, the children and they're like on the run. But if I had to get to LA tomorrow, I would, yeah, that's the, com- that is the added component, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the cops are out like them. wanted. But it is just like, if I had to get to Elliot, I'd just drive there, I guess. No, I'd like, just get in my car and drive all the way there. <laughs> Wouldn't be this arduous journey. Yeah. Especially, too, when they leave, they're like, well, he gave me, like, $200, and you're like, yeah, that's not going to go very far, is it? No, I got to buy food and a train ticket. A bus ticket from here to LA? You're in Long Island. Man. Yeah, I like the Annabeth moment in this, too, where even she's like, yeah, I think I used to be like this, too. Like, I used to only care about the, the glory and the whatever. Cause, and that's what they're, I mean, like they talked about in the early episode there, right? That's like what this whole thing is based around, right? I mean, they're, they're like trying to be the typical Greek heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Like glory and fame and fortune and, and, and great feats. And she's like, he's not about that. He's just trying to be a good guy. And I think we should all be more like that. So pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And then we finally, we see that uh, we're going to the Lotus Hotel. We're going to Vegas as a you know, matter of course. Nice thing we do in the books. I'm pretty sure. Or they fight? I think so. I think so. I can't remember. I'm conflating the movie. Sounds in my head. All, all the oh, the yeah. book and the movie they all conflate in my brain. Makes sense. Yeah, I would think it's pretty much around here. Is when they uh... yeah. And that's run by Hermes, and we're like Hermes, is like oh, they're coming to me. So I've seen people say that they're like, what if next episode's a musical episode, <laughs> secret musical episode? Uh, because old 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 Noel Miranda's there, and I mean, you got him. Might as well use him. I think it'd be kind of fun. It would add to our secret musical train. Yeah, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. I would assume they're going to do something. I mean, I mean, I know he has done roles where he there's no music involved, but come well, on. why bother? Right. If you're not going to let the singing guy sing, make the monkey dance. Yeah, come on. Let the painter paint, man. Yeah. You know? Uh, isn't they have Hermes be at the Lotus Hotel? Because classically, that's not... No God is hanging out there, just kind of like a different thing i'm I'm thinking yeah i kind of i kind of thought the same thing i was like that's not that's not really related usually so yeah that's a a, uh departure here yeah i feel like that's i mean spoilers really on the book there's like characters who are sent there because it's like a neutral ground where they won't be found like the gods don't have any sway there Mm -hmm. um so it's weird that i wonder how they'll play that if they'll just be like hermes it's just just they're hanging out and he happens to be there yeah yeah it could be I don't remember. He definitely is involved, but I, I don't remember him factoring super heavily. Hermes in the book. Yeah, what does he do? I don't know. I don't know I don't what. Her- I don't think Hermes does anything. I don't think they meet him in the book. 
No? No, I don't think so. I think the only mentions we get is like when Luke talks about him and like the Hermes cabin, but I don't think, or maybe he, he you know, he probably meets him at the end of the book when they go to the solstice and all the gods are there and he like talks shit to him. You're definitely right. I mean, he definitely, they definitely meet him at some, yeah, some, I, I, first he meets him at some point or another. I, it's probably, I would assume it's either Sea of Monsters or Titans cursing me with Hermes because it feels, if I, if I recall, mm-hmm. but I can never remember when he meets all 12 eventually. Oh, shit. Was he? What the hell? What? In the, um, <clears throat> he was Nathan Fillion in the movies. Oh, no, he was Nathan Fillion only in the Sea of Monsters. He was someone else in the Lightning Thief. That's kind of fun, though. Nathan, oh, he was, Nathan Fillion was Hermes? That's what I'm saying, yeah. That's pretty, I mean, it's pretty good casting. He's a, he's, he's a trickster. Let's see. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, he uses Hermes Express to mail Medusa's head to Olympus. When Hermes found out about this, the gods rejected the package, and Hermes stamped it returned to sender. Poseidon would send the box back to Percy, who, along with his mother, used it to get rid of Gabe. Yeah, he doesn't seem to actually do anything, so that is a departure. Hmm. I don't remember how they, where they go after LA or Vegas to get to LA. There's a mattress store. Remember that? Oh yeah, they almost, it's like because it's like like the, the weird binds. They go to like a water bed and they almost die in them. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember how they get to LA either. Some shenaniganry. Mm-hmm. I feel like have they? They're not playing up the uh, timeline as much. Did they mention it this week? Oh, they mentioned it. He's like, you oh, guys are going fast. I think this is yeah, five yeah. days. Okay. Because that's going to be a factor next week, too. So, yeah. But yeah, fun stuff, man. Kid does Percy. does a good job. He does. Annabeth's quite serious and sassy, but that's exactly how she is in the first book. So, yeah, she'll loosen up later. Can't, can't really fault her. No. Because, yeah, she's always, she she definitely has a chip on her shoulder in the beginning there. It was funny how, like, she keeps meeting all these gods and just like, screw you. <laughs> and then Ares I'll has to be you. like, you want to chill, maybe? Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not going to work on everybody. There's a, you, you talk to Zeus like that, it'll kill you. There's a part right in this one where in the book where Ares gets like runs out of patience at one point and just like briefly shows him like a minute like aspect of his real form, right? Doesn't he do that? Mm-hmm. I think he does that uh, at, at the end. At the end when he fights him. I thought he was going to curse his sword. But I think that happens oh, at, when he fights yeah. him at the end too. Yeah. But he like takes his sunglasses off or something and they can see like see into his soul very briefly and it's like, you know, too immense for comprehension kind of thing. Oh, yeah, he's world. a being of pure light and power. So so ancient and primordial, he couldn't fathom it. Class Percy's he's like, he's like, stop talking shit, man. Like, I'll, I'll destroy your soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll be back with this next week, and you know, we got some, we must have something else going on. We'll figure something else. We else out. We always do. Echo, you know, wrapped itself up in one week. There, that's kind of yeah, really good. not good. Not good for our weekly format. No, yeah, it's the double edged sword of it all. It's a lot of fun. I I, I will say. You know, it did. It did send me back a bit. You know, felt a bit of like nostalgia almost because this is this is how the they all used to be, right? The ones on Netflix were all at once, and you just sit down for a weekend and watch Daredevil, or you never watch it like me. And right. your friend goes, "Jack, watch Daredevil," and I go, "Ah, I'll get to it." You could see the Beekeeper or the book. Yeah, of we Land. could. Listen, listen, Jack. We like Jason Statham in this house. All right. Not none. His not okay. Any movie that comes out. With Jason Statham in January, not going to be his finest work. We saw Operation Fortune, didn't we? That was in March. Damn. All right. You got me there. Or February. It, was in, it wasn't in January, I remember. It was close, Jack. It was close. Uh, we'll see. What is it? It's the, it's the Tony Soprano thing, Jack. He's a hero is what he is. <laughs> and this is Christopher Columbus is a hero. And in this house, we respect Jason Statham. Oh, I don't know when American Fiction's coming out. That's got um Jeffrey Wright. And he's that's our guy. I mean, cool. that's our guy. Jeff Wright. 
Yeah, you didn't see this? You didn't this? You didn't American hear Fiction. You're telling me this for the first time. <laughs> What's American Fiction about? It's about a black writer who... Shut up, cat. My cat is meowing at me. Um, <laughs> I don't think you hear her. She's very, very loud. This says it opened in December. Yeah, but I couldn't find it anywhere. It was, I think it was... I, I didn't see it anywhere. Oh, like. oh, oh. That's funny. There's no showtimes today. Oh, maybe that's because of circumstances. Uh, it's in theaters right now, it seems. Oh, is it? Yeah, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, wow. Let's see. Uh, American fiction is... Cord Jefferson's hilarious directorial debut, which confronts our culture's obsession with reducing people to outrageous stereotypes. Jeffrey Wright stars as Monk, a frustrated novelist who's fed up with the establishment profiting from black entertainment that relies on tired and offensive tropes. To prove his point, Monk uses a pen name to write an outlandish black book of his own, a book that propels him to the heart of hypocrisy and the madness he claims to disdain. Okay. Okay, Jeff. I'd see that. I have oh, said before, he's, he's, a, he's our patron saint, right? So Yeah, you have. That's why I was saying it. And just and this even above Jason Statham. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, listen, I was, but we like Jason Statham. That's all. That movie like fun, man. He's a beekeeper, and he's also like metaphorically and literally. I no, it's it's too much. I I don't know. Josh Hutchinson's also in it. No, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in stuff. He's been in things lately. He was in, you know, what's it called? FNAF, the movie we all like. Yeah, FNAF, that movie we all adored. Apparently, I saw some quote. I don't know if it's real that uh, he didn't see. Op- he was like, someone asked if you saw like he's like, oh, Oppenheimer or Past Lives. He goes, yeah, I haven't seen Oppenheimer or Past Lives or Maestro. I've, I've been playing too much Fortnite. <laughs> I don't know if that quote's real or not. Hell yeah, I don't know if it is. I hope so. You know, Jeffrey Wright's got a gold mine in Africa. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuck, he's got a gold mine in Africa for. Talk about black exploitation, Jesus. Well, yeah, that's kind of the. It's like a bit of a controversial thing. So I learned this for the first time recently. So I don't remember how he, but he was came up on Twitter and then someone replied being like, but what about the gold mine? And I was like, hmm? no, like, what gold mine? What do you, and I looked into this. He's had it for like years. I, it was funny. Cause I read an article from like 2016. That was like kind of poo pooing it a bit. And I'm like, wow, I wonder if things have changed since then. Yikes. Yeah. Interesting. Right. That is interesting. We got anything else about Percy Jackson though. We got a little bit off there at the end. I don't know. According to this, this is real, Jack. This is real? The Fortnite thing's real? <laughs> Josh Hutchinson says he spent... Wait, what's real? The Fortnite thing. Yeah, yeah, Josh Hutchinson says he spends all of his spare time staring at walls <laughs> and playing Fortnite. It sounds like half of that's my... Half, that's, that's each of us. He's really uh, the... What is, what is, maybe he's our patron saint. Jeez. <laughs> maybe he was secretly our patron saint the whole time. <laughs> Holy shit. He just like me for real. Kinda. Wow. I didn't really? say I was, I was staring at this wall. was really staring at this. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy Cut get out and get some, get some work Josh Hutcherson I haven't seen you in like shit since Mockingjay part 2 and then you're like I know FNAF that'll be my how about you get out there work for a living my guy come on no he's uh, alright good on him good on him I saw well, was, what was, was it, maybe it was just she was in um what's it called what uh no hard feelings I don't know I saw a thing from Jennifer Lawrence where she was like yeah we both had movies out that were doing well this year and I texted him being like yay I think that's it, though. She wasn't anything crazy this year, was she? She was just in... Yeah, no hard feelings. She was up for an Oscar for that, huh? Or a Golden Globe for that? Yeah, Golden Globe, man. Really? That's, wow. It's impressive. Comedy's really back, baby. The com- the Hollywood comedy's back in a big way. But it didn't win, though. So how no, big is it? Emma, Emma Stone won. Well, yeah, she was going to win. Was she? You you saw that one? Are you like, are you like that? Yeah, I did like that one. I was a fan. Yeah. There you go. Alrighty. Well, we'll wrap it right about here, then. As always, thanks so much for listening. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts each week. You can find us on social media on Twitter at the at Akatech Jazz, Akatech J A Z, 
on Gmail at architectjazz at gmail.com and Instagram at the architect podcast. That's all lowercase. Our intro was done by a friend of the show, Joey Bastion. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Joey B Music and where his various links to his various projects, uh, solo outings, and his producing. And I, he also has a radio show that I've recently been seeing. So check that out if you're in the area where that radio show comes out. I won't tell you where, so you can't find us, uh, even though we probably make enough mentions of it. Uh, anyway, our logo is my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble for his art. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, we built all the sets. Signature to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed. <laughs>